0: Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to the website missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Tom Foley on the line, and he's the Chief Growth Officer at Genie MD. Tom, welcome to the show. Adam, great to be here. All right, um, so uh, excited to get into today's topic. So we'll be talking about really what health system transformation looks like. We'll talk about uh, telehealth. We're going to talk about advancements. We're going to talk about what genie MD is, is up to. I mean, we got a lot of, a lot of content to cover, but um, before we get into that, we'll start this episode with our mission Matters minute. So Tom, we at Mission Matters, amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives and experts. So that's our mission here. Tom, what mission matters to you?
1: Now at GenieMD, we are focused on supporting the ability to achieve, for, to help the patient achieve a greater state of wellness. And for that to happen, we are focused on democratizing uh, healthcare. In the end, at the end of the day, there are some core elements that are just not working in today's health system, and that's again what Genie is focused on. So let me go through those three quick things. One, the uh, regardless of geography, okay. uh, we all have the same problem. We have a growing population, an aging population, um, a sicker population, mm-hmm. contracting more and more chronic conditions as they get older. And then coupled with that, we have less doctors and nurses projected over the next uh, many years. So yeah. you've got an older age or sicker population, less doctors and nurses to take care of them. That's problem number one. Problem mm-hmm. number two, if I am sick, I have a chronic, I have you know, the average Medicare patient with five chronic conditions sees nine different doctors in a given year. Yeah, they only spend 15 hours in front of their doctor. The the, the question that we're trying to answer is what happens to the other 8,745 hours? Mm. That's where health changes, is in mm-hmm. the home. And then the 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 last challenge is that we have a the, the the payer model really doesn't is is breaking. Yeah. One, is too expensive. And two, even if you had it, it's uh it's very expensive relative to co-pays and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And there's a lot that don't have it. So you have a disproportionate number of individuals that just don't have access to care. And with technology being inserted into healthcare, it's not just about access. It's mm-hmm. about do you have the technology to support that access? And if you had the technology to support that access, the the ability to just eat properly, mm-hmm. eat properly. You one would think in America today, you know, that would be a de facto standard eat properly, but they can't afford the food that they need mm-hmm. if they're a diabetic. So it's just a ra- unraveling situation. And to mm. again address those matters. Uh, It requires what we refer
0: to as democratizing healthcare in order to focus on the patient. Wow, and uh, democratizing healthcare. I mean, what a mission! I mean, lots of people saving lives. So it's a it's a great Certainly thing. I'm always excited to bring on um, people in healthcare and the healthcare industry, really that are that are that are mission based and that are really uh, uh, aimed at improving patient outcomes and care. So thank you for sharing that mission. And we're, we'll definitely un- I want to unpack some of the things that you said um, and definitely go further. But um, how would you get started? I mean, tell us a little bit more about Tom. Like, how would you get started? It on this path to, to GenieMD and really wanting to be involved with um, democratizing healthcare?
1: Being involved in uh, healthcare in and of itself uh, started many moons ago yeah. uh, when my father, uh, who had um, every complication to diabetes imaginable, uh, long before even um, any mm-hmm. recent transformation of healthcare efforts. But that I got an opportunity. I started my own consulting company. I got and I was focused mm-hmm. in on healthcare. And I I got an opportunity. I was working with a company that actually was uh, doing uh, CME uh, work, mm-hmm. um, uh, certified medical education. And uh, he had forty forty high pres- forty thousand high prescribing physicians. He had a whole wow. service, and I was helping them with uh, uh, enhancing that quality of that 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 service. And I read this article one day, this goes back to like early 2000s. You know, I read this article about how much paper was in healthcare, mm-hmm. right? And I said to him, hey, you got 40,000 hyper driving positions and yeah. uh, you got a lot of paper. That's a problem to fix, right? So, uh, so we, I end up doing a due diligence, helping mm-hmm. him acquire an EHR company and then running that EHR company for about a year. And then I've stayed in healthcare uh, ever since.
0: Wow, and so um, let's go into the overall topic of healthcare or health system transformation. Maybe first define what that means for our audience, because um, we hear about the word transfer to transformation um, often, but how, as it relates to healthcare, like give us the what what your take on that means.
1: Yeah, so um, it's not just about the doctor's visit, as I was alluding to earlier. It really is about the continuous care of a patient. Just because you're not in front of the doctor doesn't mean you don't need assistance. Mm -hmm. And just because you need assistance, and and because you need assistance, that's not just, you know, a one-off telephone call. Yeah, It's, you know, I'm prescribing you to lose weight, uh, diet and exercise, as well Mm -hmm. as maybe uh, take take, um, uh, medical therapy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I need some, you know… There's just a different model about how we engage a patient on a 24/7, 365 type basis, yeah, uh, versus how how the current system uh, engages a patient based on an episodic care model. Mm-hmm. Now, the the health system in and of itself is transforming to what they call value-based care,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and I always ask people, "Do you know what value-based care is?" And value-based care is very simplistically is Mm -hmm. today episodic care is if you go to the doctors, they get paid, you go home. Yeah. Right. Value-based care is about having both, uh, at least the provider team, having some skin in the game in Mm -hmm. helping his population of, let's just say diabetics or folks with diabetes Mm -hmm. achieve a better, uh, outcomes. And if he yeah. doesn't, and if they don't achieve that, they don't get the reimbursement. So everything happens in healthcare because of reimbursement. Mm-hmm. So the point there being is, does the patient know that the doctor's at risk? Yeah. And the patient just, just thinks of it as an episodic care. I went home and I'm going to eat that jelly donut hypothetically, right? But yeah. the doctor is the one on the hook to help you get better. So that if the two were disconnected, which I believe they still are, it's just uh, so. How do you fix that problem? So, the the patient really needs to be empowered and engaged uh, if they're truly going to go along this journey yeah. of awareness to wellness
0: uh, to get to that better state of. Definitely. and 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 correct me if I'm wrong here so um value based care that's really focused on like the outcome the patient outcome, and that's where the where the monetary incentive if you will of reimbursements or whatever we wanna say um that comes in line where episodic care um that's really like you're just uh you, you went you left, and that's like another episode if you will of of the show <laughs> um <in my laughs> exactly. exactly
1: so yeah so value based care uh increased quality reduced costs better outcomes.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. So now, now as we get into this, this concept of democratizing um, healthcare, maybe paint the picture first on, on why it's not, you know, everyone doesn't have really access. I don't want to assume people understand that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, let's use telehealth as an example. Yeah. Not everybody has, believe it or not, not everybody has a smartphone. Not everybody Mm -hmm. has a PC, so, if you're going to get involved in virtual, engaged in virtual care, mm-hmm. how do I do that? And take technology away? Yeah, you know, just the copay to go see a doctor is unaffordable sometimes, and many mm-hmm. times. Uh, and and the CMS actually recognized this in their new ten-year strategy that they that they just released uh, uh, last month, actually, mm. uh, in that they have to make payments more affordable if, in fact, people are going to be engaged in uh, achieving these uh, greater states of wellness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, again, so, you know, so now I, I you know, I can't even for, afford my copay. but then mm-hmm. you now you're going to ask me to engage in virtual care. I don't have a smartphone and if I did, I only have it in you know, limited plans, if you will. I can't, yeah. you know, so streaming video and, uh, and things of that nature is again, another element. And then again, if I go through all of that, and I say, hey, you know, I'm a doctor. Uh, I um, uh, hypothetically, I'm a doctor, yeah. and I say, hey, you're you have diabetes, and you know, here's the therapy that you need to be on. But this is your this is your hair plan, right? Mm-hmm. Diet, exercise, things of that nature. But if I can't afford to buy the the food, yeah, that I need to eat. So then, so again, you go through all, the entire process, and then you and then you're still not successful. Because you you just mm-hmm. can't engage the one hundred percent in all of what your
0: provider is asking you to do. So Tom, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to go further into GenieMD. So first off, tell us a little bit more about the company.
1: So uh, GenieMD is about um, ten years old, yeah. And we are in we are a global company providing a virtual care services. Hmm. Uh, and one way to ask, well, what virtual care services versus telehealth? Yeah, For virtual care services. Is and/slash like telehealth, one would argue that you and I are in a telehealth session right now. It's video, yeah, or maybe we maybe we just had a phone call. So, in some context and some definitions of C, from CMS, mm-hmm. Medicare, Medicaid, uh, they might call that a telehealth visit. Mm-hmm. However, it's about the the continuous care model,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? As I said earlier, nothing happens in healthcare unless there's reimbursements associated to it, yeah. So, telehealth. So, I have my brick and mortar visit. I have uh, a follow-up. I could do that virtually, just as, uh, again, in a very similar session of video. Mm -hmm. And then then you have remote patient monitoring, which is another service where if you Mm -hmm. do have a chronic condition, and 6 out of 10 uh, adults in the U.S. do have at least one or more chronic conditions, Mm. your doctor can prescribe you, let's just say you have hypertension, your doctor could prescribe you a remote patient monitoring. They issue you at no cost a blood pressure cuff. And then you, uh, and then you take your, you have to take your blood pressure sixteen unique days out of a given month, and mm-hmm. that data flows through to your provider. And if you're, if you're within range, there's nothing really to do. Well, there's yeah. nothing really to do in context of change. But if you're out of range, and everybody mm-hmm. has a different range of blood pressure based on yeah. who you are, the uh, ultimately remote patient monitoring allows your physician to remo- monitor you 24/7 if you wish. Now we've wow. extended. Care into the home, and that's important. Now, remote patient monitoring is one aspect of, and then you have chronic care management, um, where we can engage you on a day-to-day basis. On, you know, that it's almost like a health coach, your your rah rah to some degree, right? Or your care. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking
0: about. It's almost like a trainer app or something, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So you yeah. know, you have this continuation. Again, it's not about urgent care. It's not about primary yeah. care not about the visit to the er and they're all important by the way of course. it's really about that continuous care model if the patient is truly again going to be on this journey from awareness to wellness so and so that's what we do we provide each one of those hmm. sectors a full features that integrate it called the platform uh continuum it's called mm-hmm. where other competitors are probably you know some do telehealth some do chronic care management some do remote patient monitoring yeah. Uh, I don't want to say we do it all. We do do it all, but it's in an integrated state. Uh, And so, uh, and if if a physician engages in such a program, they can actually increase the revenues while the patient is receiving better quality of care Mm -hmm. and achieving better outcomes. That's all the, you know, the earlier definition of value-based care. So embrace the program, the platform, Mm -hmm. as opposed to,
0: uh, and move off the episodic care model and great things could happen. So take me through, because not everybody watching this has used anything um, virtual care based or telehealth based. I mean, not everybody has. So take me through, and I, I want to kind of demystify this, because for some people, it's one of those things where they're like, ah, you know, I, I got to go to the doctor. I got it. and Maybe they do, by the way, but maybe there's some things that can be done through this that are going to be more beneficial long term. Um, so just take me through what a normal, like, or not normal, but take me through like a potential user experience with genie md so they're watching this sure. interview um they're like okay let me check out the website like, like what's next
1: so uh let's just say you go to a website uh, yeah. of your doctors and you're you're, you're, not, you're not feeling well let's start there yeah. you're not feeling well you go to the website of your doctor you fill out a, a securely by the way you fill yeah. out this assessment as to what's wrong you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in healthcare, they call that the, the clinical complaint, the chief complaint. Mm-hmm. So you fill it out. Uh, it takes about a minute to go through. Yeah. Uh, so goes a couple of different questions to get be thorough about it. Your doctor then gets it. And your doctor could actually take a look at it and say, okay, I get it. You, you, you got a sore throat. Yeah. Right? And you've been complaining about this for the last two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. It's time to prescribe an antibiotic hypothetically. So yeah. I'm going to prescribe you an antibiotic. Tom or Adam, and I'm going to send it to your, your, your pharmacy of record. That's Mm -hmm. one side of the equation. Or Mm -hmm. you could say, Hey, you've been complaining about this sore throat for the last two weeks. Yeah. Can you get, can you join me on a video call at at one o'clock hypothetically? And if the answer is yes, I send you a link to your smartphone, you click on the Mm -hmm. link and your doctor and you were involved in a, um, in a video visit, just like we're engaged. Wow. That's so cool to me. Go ahead. <laughs> right. So so let's just take this one step further. You happen to be prescribed into a remote patient monitoring program. Mm. Let's just say you have a couple of medical devices with you, hypothetically, mm-hmm. your blood pressure cuff, your glucose meter. Yeah. And the doctor says, hey, let's take your blood pressure. I put the blood pressure cuff on. Mm-hmm. The results come out. It goes directly to you. As a matter of fact, you'll see it at the bottom of the screen what your blood mm. pressure is. So both of you can see the results. And yeah. hey, let's let prick your finger to see what your your glucose level is. Mm-hmm. And again, as that data flows, uh, that data is captured. That information is uh, displayed on the screen. So again, wow. both you, both you could see it. So you could do that with an EKG. You can yeah. do that with uh, actually you could put an otoscope. I can stream audio directly to you if I had a stethoscope. I could put it on my chest and you can hear yeah. it. And you and you you can see me. So doctor's gonna say, hey, move this around, right? Yeah. Move it around, or see it, and so he can hear it live and in, in color, as opposed to again going into that brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. So I can stream video from my ears, note and throat. I can mm-hmm. stream audio from a stethoscope, and I can stream data from yeah. a blood pressure cuff or a glucose monitor or any other medical device, mm-hmm. and you can see it real time. That's what they refer to as a high acuity encounter, mm-hmm. um, because of, it's a more thorough assessment of uh, of your condition. And all that gets captured in the electronic medical record and your doctor can uh, issue or establish a care plan based on that uh,
0: encounter. Man, that's amazing. And so just by going through that, I mean, number one, you saved yourself, you know, gas and just the time to go into the doctor's office, you got it done possibly pretty quickly. And your example was it was, you know, 1pm, maybe the same day, maybe it's not always that type of turnaround. But I just mean, in general, um, it's faster, the the, the the care is still there, you, you can also be in the, um, the follow up program, as you mentioned, just depending on if you're already, um, if you need to be on one. But the main thing that I always like to say is that this is just a benefit that adds to um and and to the healthcare system just overall it doesn't mean that you can't if the doctor you know can't diagnose or do what he needs to do through the tele the telehealth or the virtual care model i mean you can still go in so it's just a big benefit in my opinion
1: it's absolutely correct it is a it is an enhancement to the quality of service Mm -hmm. again so it's if, and if it's urgent, you're not feeling well, the, you call yeah. up and they say, "Oh, well, the because the average wait time for an appointment is 21 days." So
0: yeah.
1: uh, you don't want to wait 21 days. You're sick today, not three weeks from now, right? So, uh, so yeah, it's a uh, definitely the integration of the brick and mortar and mm-hmm. a virtual care setting is the allows you to provide that continuity of care, that continuous care model, yeah. uh, to
0: maximize the benefit to the to your patients. And then the other side of this, and I don't know if this is the best metaphor, but this is the one that I always come up with is um, when I think about like virtual care is that if we, th- I, I think it expands the market, like people that wouldn't have necessarily gone to the doctor before um, or not gone until they had to go or until they were like really far down the line. And now maybe it's a more of an acute condition or it's just something more serious that could have been maybe caught earlier on, whether it be, you know, um, that like it's expanding the market. And just by providing that care earlier on, it's going to be less pain for the patient potentially. It's going to be less burden also on the healthcare system, right? You're, you're catching some things before they turn really bad. Um, I so, feel like there's all kinds of different like offshoots there. Is that right? Absolutely. The
1: sooner you can level mm-hmm. set or establish that greater state of wellness, you're going to reduce mm-hmm. emergency room visits if yeah. you've just got uh, discharged from the hospital, you may actually reduce the readmittance, which is a penalty to a hospital. And you might be able, because you're being coached, if you will, you're mm-hmm. embedded into that uh, remote patient monitoring chronic care management program. Yeah. You, the fact that you're coached, you you can achieve a better state of wellness as opposed to ah, I'll wait a month, two months, three months for my next checkup. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just relax the day before. And get my blood pressure down so my doctor doesn't yell at me, which is a <laughs> true scenario, by the way. Uh, so, they, so yeah, it is, uh, definitely allows that provider to provide a greater quality of care to his patient base, without a doubt.
0: What are some of the things that you feel make um, Genie MD unique maybe from the, the rest of the marketplace and telehealth and other things? Like, obviously, you're – I'll just throw this out there. You're a little bit more mature, right, going on 10 years or over 10 years um, versus, you know, a lot of other platforms. And not, nothing against them, but I just mean, like, there's, there's something to it. So tell us what makes Genie MD unique.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, see that sometimes I get on the phone with a, a prospect, and they ask me if we started during COVID. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, had, uh, so I always say we're not a COVID startup. Uh, we've been <laughs> at this for 10 years. So we've seen it uh, yeah. long before it became fashionable uh, and have engaged uh, health systems and self insured mm-hmm. em- employers in school for, for, for the longest time. So, the, mm-hmm. uh, But our differentiation is that full uh, umbrella of services mm-hmm. necessary for that provider to provide that continuous care. As I said earlier, some of our competitors focus on urgent care. Some of them yeah. focus on primary care. So I, I haven't heard one talk about continuous care. And that's ultimately mm-hmm. what the differentiation is because mm-hmm. it, you, you, we, we talk about care in the home, but in reality, it's care anywhere. Yeah. I, I can be in the mall. I could be in my car. I could be in my home. I could be at work. And because, yeah. you know, hey, I got a meeting at two o'clock, but I'm not feeling well. Let me do an mm-hmm. urgent call to my doctor, right? You know, yeah. even if you're on the 15th floor and you don't feel like going to the nurse's office down on the first floor. Right. Yeah. Let me just let me just call and do a telehealth visit. It, it creates so many conveniences. At, and at the same time, it, it impacts the quality of life uh, uh, uh,
0: multiple times over. Hmm. Who do you work? Uh, who, who's your, who's the direct client? So are you working specifically with healthcare care systems? Um, give us a little bit more on just the kind of the model of it all.
1: Yeah, so uh works directly with uh, healthcare systems, large yeah. and small, uh self-insured employers, uh yeah. educational institutions, and payers. Those are mm-hmm. our target uh, markets and uh we engage them very uh robustly uh and get a lot of uh, positive feedback about uh what it is that we're doing and how it is it's going to help their mission. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, in regards to uh, providing better healthcare Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be a health system or an employer or educational institution, providing better healthcare is always
0: top of mind for everybody. Absolutely. And uh, and so for these healthcare systems, and, and as you mentioned, um, the employers, self-insured employers, the payers, um, so how do they kind of normally engage? Like, how does that conversation start with GenieMD? Is it typically like maybe they don't have a, a solution for this yet, and they kind of want to dip their toe in the water? Like, Like, how does that startup because i feel like a lot obviously meant if they're not using a system like this then they, they need to i mean in today yeah. uh, in today's um marketplace we'll say um but like how does that relationship normally warm up so what what's actually has been
1: occurring because of the pandemic uh mm. you know at, when the pandemic started 18 plus months ago yeah. a, everybody adopted something they had to just give me something because yeah. my you know, my patients are at home i'm at home yeah. I need to get connected, right? And the doctor's offices were closed. So telehealth in the context of a video visit became mm-hmm. real. But uh, now, because, uh, as I always say, Mikey liked it, the physician liked yeah. it, uh, the, do- uh, the, the, uh, the the patients liked it. Uh, and, and so the point there being is now they're starting to re-imagine, truly reimagine, hey, mm. this work, This has value. Yeah. How do I extend care from my mm-hmm. brick and mortar facility? And because it's not telehealth and or virtual care isn't used 100 percent of the time for mm-hmm. every engagement, but yeah. it definitely extends uh, the quality of care into the home or anywhere where that patient might be. Mm-hmm. So, or, or even the provider might be. Um, uh, so the point there being is it um, the the conversation typically starts off by mm-hmm. some strategy that they have. To move off of where they were relative to the when they started in the pandemic, yeah, to reimagining the the delivery of care and integrating mm-hmm. virtual care into the delivery of care model. Virtual care, telehealth, remote patient monitoring, yeah. chronic care management, new new uh, new billing code next year, remote therapeutic mm-hmm. monitoring, which we also provide. So, um, so a lot of different um, uh, so but then again, that all said, you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. crawl walk and run just in monitoring. We'll sure. So typically we'll say, Hey, you know, if you, if you going to do all and monitor all these therapeutic areas, you mm-hmm. might want to start here first, then, then escalate it. Uh, yeah. and you know, start with your diabetes, uh, patients with diabetes first, then expand mm-hmm. to, um, uh, hypertension, then ext- mm-hmm. extend to respiratory. Right. So there's a lot of different, uh, categories you need to, you know, build programs around this. it's not, it's not about technology, it's about technology people and uh, processes
0: uh, yeah. and programs that uh, ultimately create this successful model. Well, Tom, I'm, I mean, I'll just say this has been great. So, me learning more about what the future of virtual care looks like, um, really how value-based care um, plays into this picture, and and in improving patient outcomes, which is the goal of many. Um, I mean, what's next? So, what's next for you? What's next for Genie MD?
1: Well, the market in virtual care is still young, uh, yeah. so we. We uh, recently uh, launched uh, several uh, new features of our platform, and it is uh, gaining a lot of attention from our our current customer base, as well as attracting new, which is great. But uh, just uh, what's next is really a lot of uh, hard work, smart work, (laughs) relative to uh, continuing to roll out and ultimately reach those patients. At the end of the day, no program matters unless you're reaching those patients and and that's and, and, and that's really key is, you know, frictionless health care, okay. uh, because that's ultimately what's going to allow patients to easily adopt this uh, and um, and move it, move them forward as well as the yeah. health system that's supporting them.
0: Well said. It doesn't matter if you can't reach the patient. I love it. <laughs> Boiled yeah. down, it doesn't matter if you can't get to the patient. So um, I love it, Tom. Um, so that being said, I mean, this has been great. If, if somebody's watching this and they want to learn more about Genie MD, I mean, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, there's a couple different ways. Uh, you can go to geniemd.com, G E N I E Uh certainly. And there's a couple different uh, ebooks that you could uh, download. And, uh, or send me an email, Tom at geniemd.com. And I'd be more than happy to, uh, to engage and, um, and, um, see what, uh, see what, see how we can help you. And then certainly we're, we're,
0: we're on social media, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. Twitter, uh, things of that nature fantastic well Tom uh, really appreciate you coming on the show and really sharing your passion and your mission behind why you do what you do um, and to the audience as always um, it's been great having you if you're a first-time listener or visitor or viewer uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button we have many more mission- based uh, entrepreneurs executives and experts coming on and we don't want you to miss a thing and I'll also have we'll have the um, the genie MD um, website and all that good stuff in the show notes so you can just click on it right there and uh, and it'll get you right over. And don't forget, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Tom, really, it has been a pleasure. Thanks again for coming on the show. Adam, thanks
1: for having me. Appreciate it.